0: Welcome everybody to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, and we are on season four, episode number nine. And so for today, I'm actually going to talk a little bit about uh, the point guard checklist. Um, I actually have a chapter in my book, the Skill Development Playbook, where I'll talk about, actually it's in chapter three, just talk about position checklists and some different skills and abilities and things that that the point guard and the wing player and the post player should be able to do and so today on this podcast we're going to focus on the point guard um so speaking of my book let me tell you a little bit about it real quick my book is available for sale Uh, it's available for purchase for download you can get the book as a paperback or as a kindle version on amazon um it's also available as a pdf download on my website and also, I'm going to have some copies for sale on my website, uh, some paperback copies. So if you want to visit my website, the uh, the, the web address is tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. And if you go in there and you will see all the information and the links to be able to purchase and download the book, the paperback version will actually be available later this week when this comes out be later this week maybe possibly next week um but you can purchase the paperback through amazon or you can purchase the kinder version through amazon and though and both of those links are available on the website so when you go to the website uh the links are there and you'll be able to uh to purchase the book so let's get right into i'm not gonna i'm not gonna it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. i don't think this is gonna be very long Uh so we're gonna go over the the position checklist for a point guard. And again, these are just some skills that I think every point guard needs to be successful at any level, at any level. Um, And also doesn't matter what system that they're in. Now, if you're a coach of a team, high school, middle school, college, professional, junior high, you may have a different set of, of skills that you want your players to be able to have specifically the point guard. I mean, if you actually think about it, there have been players in the past that play for a persistent, uh, or a specific team or in a specific system and they're not very successful. And then they either transfer or they're, or they're, if it's a professional player, they're traded and then they play in a totally different system. It fits their skills and they're able to excel and play at a much higher level. So, you know, this isn't a concrete, you know, checklists that you have to have these skills, but this gives you an idea of, of skills that you want to be able to develop. So if you're a coach, you know, take this list, look at it, think about your system and how you can implement maybe some of these skills or maybe none of these skills. But I think basically what's in this list is we're going to uh, at least get your brain to think and get your wheels to turn about what type of list you need and um, if you're a player and you're at the junior high level the high school level into college level this will kind of help help you because the summer is here or off season is here and you'll be able to look at this and consider this list and be able to say okay, these are some things I need to work on uh, throughout the summer now my list. has about uh, not, about fourteen items on this list, so I'm not gonna go through the whole list I think if you wanna go through the whole list you should you should go and buy the book <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna go through about uh i go through about six of these we'll go through six of these we'll talk about the book and what's on what's in here on this checklist and uh Uh, we'll get we'll get a little specific on it okay all right so point guard checklist first thing i want to say is let's see here uh great leader that communicates well great leader that communicates well and this is not necessarily a skill that you can work on on the court per se as in doing a drill but as a point guard you got to be a leader that communicates well And one thing that I try to get my players to do in my training sessions is I try to get them all to communicate. I let them decide how they're going to rotate. I let them decide when they're going to start to drill. Um, I want them to communicate when they're shooting, when when they are in group shooting drills. I want you to call out the player's name. I want you to tell them what you want. Uh, I try to get them to just talk. And I think that that forces players to... um, Really, kind of understand what's going on. Um, now, the question is always asked: Are leaders born or are they made? And I think you can. I think you can help someone be a leader. There are some that prefer to be behind the scenes and kind of fall back in line and say, "You know what? You know, you take you take the wheel. I be the co-pilot." And then you have some that just has that personality. Like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead this team. I'm gonna make sure everybody do what they are supposed to do. I'm going to make sure that, that we're on the right track. And, and it's great to have those those players. Some players lead by example. Some lead with their voice. And I was more of a leader in college by example. You know, I showed up to practice early. And I know that's kind of a cliche, but I actually did. Um, we'd have practice, I think our practices were at four. And I would show up to the gym at about 3, 3.15. I go lift weights, be done, and I wouldn't lift for an extended period of time, but I would lift to about 345, and by about 350 or so, the girls, the women's team, would be finishing up. I would be walking on the court, getting up shots, and we would end up actually starting practice a little after four. But I led by example because my teammates would see me already there, already at the gym, already putting up shots, already in the weight room. And then eventually, I'd have another player come with me, and I have two players and three players. Um, So I led by example. If I could go back, I would be more of a leader vocally, and not just by example. But uh, point guard got to got to be a great leader. You're an extension of the culture, and you got to be able to communicate well. All right, Um, another skill: be able to use a pass as a weapon. Make sure passes to be on target. Okay, want to you use your pass as a weapon. LeBron James uses his pass as a weapon. You know uh, he's such a great passer, has great vision, understand what type of pass to make, when to make the pass, who understand who he's passing to, what type of passes they can catch. Um, does that pass lead to success? To put that player in a position to be successful and then just making the sure pass, you know, not trying to be fancy. And I, know, and I understand every once in a while you'll see a player make a pass and you'll be like, man, that was a heck of a pass. That was a left-handed, behind-the-back bounce pass between two defenders, you know. And so I get that, but a majority of the passes that the great passers make, they are the basic fundamental passes. They can pass with their right hand. They can pass with their left hand. They can make one-handed bounce passes, two-handed bounce passes, the push pass, over-the-shoulder pass. So it's a weapon because they're they're using their pass to get players open. Oh, I'm sorry, they're using their pass to get players the opportunity or their teammates an opportunity to make a play. And when you use it as a weapon, you know, you can kill the defense. You know, you can drive and draw another defender, pass it out to your teammate. They don't have to reach for it, jump for it, bend down for it. The pass is right there on target. It's a sure pass, and then that player that makes the ball makes the pass can now make a play with the ball, whether for themselves, with a shot or a drive, or maybe that pass leads to somebody else getting an even better shot. So uh, use a pass as a weapon. So, again, we're talking about point guard checklists here. Um, I have about 13, 14 of them in my book, the Skill Development Playbook, and we're going to go through about five or six of these, uh, so we talked about a great leader that communicates well, using your pass as a weapon. And you want to be able to, the third one is you want to be able to shoot the mid-range off the dribble and off screens. Um, and the reason why I put that in there, I know the mid-range is not a uh, a favorable shot anymore. I know that coaches are not stressing the mid-range. I know coaches are not stressing you know, uh, making a dribble move and getting into a one or two dribble pull up, you know, around the 15, 16, 17 foot area. Um, a lot of players now are shooting threes and layups. But the to me, that, that mid-range game is never going to just go away. It may not be a preferred shot anymore, but I think that's, that's something you have to have. As the kids say, you got to have that in your bag. You know, um, I I just really feel that that 15-, 16-, 17-foot jump shot is something so great to have. Plus, I always look at what can I do that can help me separate from other players. If other players are really spending time on shooting threes and just getting to the cup, what can I do to make my game stand out? And one thing that you can do as a player to make your game stand out is have a killer mid-range game. Really, really uh, spend time on shooting that one- and two-dribble pull-up. Really spend time on getting to the elbow and knocking down jumpers. Really spend time being able to come off pin downs and curling to the elbow or popping out to the wing or fading to the corner inside the three-point line to being able to catch a shoot. I really think that uh, that can help catch the eye of other of other coaches and and teams and players like man not only can he shoot the three he can get to the cup and he can shoot the pull-up jumper on uh, the 15 and 16 17 foot jumper so i feel like you want to be able to shoot that mid-range jumper uh number four has great vision not only sees their defender but knows where help and rotational defenders are finds open teammates and can see plays develop before they happen. This is a skill that can be taught, but some players just have a natural feel and knack for the game. Um, and what I mean by it could be taught is, you know, when, when players are making plays, if a player drives and, you know, they shot the ball when they should have passed or they pass and they should have shot, I think it's good for coaches to to walk them through that play, ask them questions, let them understand what was the best option for them. Um, But at the same time, players got to know defensive schemes and rotations. So they have to know where the help is going to come from. I always tell a player, you want to be skilled enough to where you don't have to worry about your defender. You should always be able to get to where you want to go in a one-on-one situation. But what makes it difficult is when you have a defender rotate over. um, Or if you have a defender that's in help position and they come over and help. That's when it becomes difficult. So I feel like if it's just me and you one on one, I should be able to get to the elbow if that's where I want to go. But in me trying to get to the elbow, is there a defender that's going to come over and help? That's what's going to make it difficult. Now, if I'm at the wing and I have a teammate at the top of the key. Not only do I have to understand how their defender is playing them, I have to understand my teammate's skill set. Is that, is that teammate a shooter? If he's a, a player that's a slasher and I drive to him, then his defender is going to help hard because my teammate's not a shooter. But if my teammate is a shooter, then his defender may be a little reluctant to come over and help because he knows if he leave him and the pass is made to him, they may lead to an open shot. So you got to kind of know these things. Um, you got to know, you know, if I beat my defender baseline, who's going to rotate over to help? Is it going to be a post player? Is it a guard? Is it a wing? Are they athletic? Have they been blocking shots? You know, all those different types of things you got to see, and you got to be able to, to, to understand this and process this in a matter of seconds, a split second. So, if you droop it down to the wing, and the post player on, on, on the strong side block relocates, and you drive baseline, and there's a rotational the defender that comes over from the baseline, then you got to know who your shooter is in the corner. Um, are they a great three-point shooter? You know, are they a slasher? The person that's rotating over, what type of defender are they? You know, so all those different types of things help, and then as you see things develop, you kind of know where your team is going to be, what the defense is going to be, and then that's going to help you with, your, uh, with you making decisions and, and, and making plays, okay? So having great vision, and I want to say this last tip. A lot of times when we're working with players on their ball handling, we always tell them to get their head up. Get your head up. You know, you got to see the floor. Get your head up. But I want you to know there's a difference between having your head up and playing with vision. I can dribble with my head up and still not see the play, the correct play. So I want to play with vision. So here's an analogy that I use. And it's a it's a horrible analogy, but it's, it helps get my point across. So we tell players to, to dribble with their head up. So it's like driving in a car. We never see anybody driving a car looking at their feet. Okay, if they look at their feet, they're going to run into something, right? So, but I tell them we want to have vision. So when I'm driving, I can drive in my car and still have my head up and not notice somebody that's walking along the sidewalk. Or I may be driving and not notice a billboard. Okay, and it's not not saying that you know that that I miss something, but it's just my eyes or my head is my my vision or my focus, not my vision, but my focus is straight ahead. I'm not seeing anything that's going on around me. But if I have great vision, then I can see some other things that's going on that's developing. If I have good vision, I can see that the I'm I'm traveling and three cars ahead of me. They hit their brakes. That's gonna start a chain reaction. Three cars ahead of me gonna hit their brakes. That car behind them is gonna hit their brakes. Then the car behind them is gonna hit their brakes. And then I know the car in front of me is gonna hit theirs. So I'm already, I can already see that develop. I can already see that happening. So we want to have great vision versus just having our head up. So make sure when you're working with your players, they understand vision versus their head being up. Because there's been plenty of times a player dribbles down the court and their head is up, but they don't see their teammate standing in the corner that's wide open. And then, you know, you hear people yell, pass the ball, he's open, he's open. Well, they, they don't see that person. Their head is up, but they don't have the vision to be able to see. Him. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. The next thing a point guard has to be able to do is can finish at the rim over defenders and through contact with either hand off either foot on either side of the rim. This is huge. Any point guard, no matter your size, you have to be able to finish at the rim. You have to be crafty. You know, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, um, even Allen Iverson when he played, they can finish in a variety of ways. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook is another one. They can get to the rim. They they can they can take the contact and finish. They can finish with reverses. They can finish with, you know, little floaters, flip shots, you know, runners. Um, so, there's a lot of different ways that they can finish, and they can finish off either hand with off either foot with either hand. So, if they're on the left side, they can finish with their left hand off their right foot. They can finish with their left hand off their left foot. They can finish with the left hand off both feet. You know, they got all these different finishes in their bag that they can use against any defender with any size. So whether you're a shot blocker, if you're 6'10", 6'11", you're a shot blocker, or whether you are 6'6", 6'5", wing player, or even if you're a point guard and they're the same size, they have a different type of finish for you, and it doesn't matter what side of the floor or what side of the rim they're on, or if they need to finish with their left hand or their right hand. They're crafty around around the basket and they can finish. So you want to be able to finish over over those defenders um, and understanding angles, understanding, um, you know, how much arc to put on the shot, being able to develop touch, uh, understanding, you know, what type of spin you need to put on the ball, the different angles, uh, putting the ball off the backboard, so all those things are important. So, uh, you know, you got to be able to finish over the And if you couple, if you, if you put this together with that vision I was talking about just a minute ago, being able to know when to drive, that helps you. You know, knowing, okay, this defender is rotating over. Do I finish with my right hand or my left hand? You know, do I need to finish off my right foot or left foot? I need to finish off two feet? I need to be a reverse? All those different things. But sometimes if we don't have vision, we can't see what's developing, and then we end up trying to shoot the wrong shot. So we have to be able to uh, to finish and let's see here. So we've talked about so we've talked about uh, being a great leader, that communicate well, using our past as a purpose or using our past as a weapon, uh, being able to shoot the mid range, and having uh, great vision and then finishing at the rim. So that is, what, five of them. Again, let's go over that one more time. Great leader. um, They communicate well. Want to use our pass as a weapon, make sure the pass is to be on target. Want to be able to shoot the mid-range. Want to have great vision and be able to finish at the rim over defenders. And let's look at one more, and then uh, we can wrap this thing up. And and something that that a lot of times we don't really talk about in – skill development sessions is you got to be able to defend the other team's point guard. You have to be able to defend the other team's point guard. Can you lock them down? Can you keep them out of the lane? Can you force them to start their offense further away um, than they're accustomed to starting the offense? Can you take away their strengths or can you limit their strengths? Um, You know, if they're a great shooter, can you limit the the number of open shots that they get? If they're a great three pointer, can you limit them to the number of threes that they're they're gonna try to take? I was working with some kids yesterday, and I, and I and I, one thing that some of these players are not realizing is they have to understand tendencies. If you're playing somebody one on one, you got to pick up on their tendencies, what they like to do. So there was one there was one particular kid he would go left, and he go left two dribbles. And then he spin back to the right. And he did it the first time, did it the second time, did a third time, did a fourth time. And I'm like, I'm asking these kids, these other kids, I'm like, oh, y'all not picking this up? Like noticing that he's making a spin move when he gets in the lane and they're like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah. So we have to be able to recognize that uh, being able to pick up their tendencies. Oh, he loves to go left. So I'm gonna force him right. Or he loves to go right, I'm going to force him left. Or he can't handle the ball versus pressure. Or they are horrible at passing. They are not great at finishing off the dribble. So those are some of the things you want to be able to recognize and pick up. And then that helps you become a better defender. Don't just play defense just to be playing defense. There is there is a rhyme and reason to everything that you should be doing when you're playing basketball. But as a point guard, you want to be able to defend the other team's point guard. Whatever it is that they do great or that they excel at, you want to try to take away or limit. If you can do that, then that's like cutting the head off of a snake. The body's going to die. So that's all that I have for today. Uh, try to keep it, Try to keep it short, and I'm doing pretty good with my time today. Um, so we talked about, you know, I, I think I gave you six things, uh, from my point guard checklist that's out of my book. There's about 14 of them that's in my book. Uh, y'all be sure to check it out. It's, it's a, it's a easy read. It's 10 chapters. It's right about 80 pages. Everything you need to know about a, a, a true skill development program. So it really gives you some great information that'll help you if you are doing skill development. Whether you're working with your own son or daughter, whether you're coaching a team, or whether, or even if you're a a trainer and you've been training for a while, it's great information in there. Give you some different insight. Uh, The Skill Development Playbook is available on my site tjonesfirm.com sdp-book. Go there and check it out. So real quick, before I let you go, let me give y'all my contact information on social media. I am available. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at NBNBball. Um, on LinkedIn. Uh, search for me. TJ Jones. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, Facebook. I have a Facebook page and I've been posting a few videos. I'm going to post some more videos. Um, with some tips and those videos are real short they're like 60 to 90 seconds uh, so look for me it's nothing but net basketball when you're on Facebook search nothing but net basketball like the page and I put out some more content there and that content um, will be like I said some just some short 60 to 90 second videos uh, my website tjonesfirm.com uh, go on there and check it out I, I'm doing consulting. So if you're a parent, if you're a player, if you're a coach or a trainer, or if you're a basketball organization and you need some help or some consulting with basketball skill development, send me an email at infotjonesfirm.com at and kind of let me know what you're what you're looking for, what you need help with. I'd be glad to help you. Um or On any of my social media sites, send me a direct message and and we can we can discuss it and get something scheduled. All right. That is it. I appreciate y'all. Be sure to like and share. And if you listen to this on iTunes, please give me a review. Five star review. Uh, Make sure you subscribe so you get the notifications. And um, I appreciate it. You know, keep spreading the word tell people about this podcast. I want this podcast to grow. I'm trying to help as many people as possible with skill development. So until next time, thank y'all and God bless.